Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. The Forbes controversy, and we'll uh, chat to a few people about that over the next few hours as we reflect on it. And uh, Anne Marie, our producer, is uh, with me. Good morning to you. Morning, um, Joe. Now, lots of people very aware of this, but maybe it might have missed some of our listeners, or they mightn't have uh, seen the whole story develop over Forbes. What went on? Yeah, it depends on what section of social media you consume, I suppose. And it did take off a bit into mainstream media uh, Friday evening. To be honest, I find it bizarre that I'm even talking about this. This sounds like a book of fiction. But anyway, um, yeah, so Friday evening it erupted on Twitter that... Um, Forbes, it's a a very well-known American business magazine with a huge, I suppose, business readership, um, had an article that had a headline saying how two brothers escaped Stab City and made 11 billion. And the article was uh, around the Collison brothers, which we all know from this area. And it went on to depict basically how awful Limerick is and that these two guys managed to survive it and make a fortune. And, you know, I, I popped online and I could see the amount of activity on Twitter Friday evening around this and I clicked onto the article when it was available um, and it had things like, you know, describing Limerick as the merger capital of Europe, about nightly stabbings. And this particular line seemed to drive everyone mad that it was the last place you'd want your kids growing up. And I, I just looked in, you know, astonishment at that line. Um, went on about, you know, a wall around Limerick, uh, comparing it to the Berlin Wall and so on and so forth. Absolute ridiculous stuff, madness. Um, but as you can imagine, a lot of uh, Limerick people and beyond, I'd have to say, beyond Limerick were reacting to this nonsense um, and, you know, uh, tweeting about it. So there was a huge reaction online. There was political reaction. There was, you know, local people here, well-known people, um, you know, tweeting about the, this nonsense. It was an article by a journalist who's Dublin-based, I believe, Stephen McBride. Uh, even one of our own former colleagues, Petula Martin from here, tweeted about it, who does business news on RTE a lot now, and tagged one of the Collison brothers and Patrick Collison, I believe, responded to it, calling it daft and mistaken, and and uh, that went on for a while. So it emerged anyway that the article was removed, and there was a a, a statement um, from Forbes released to the Limerick Leader, I believe, saying that it wasn't up to editorial standards. And then there was a shift in the reaction, which I absolutely loved. I even got in on it myself on Twitter Friday night where hashtag Limerick and Proud seemed to take off and everyone started posting pictures of Limerick, fabulous pictures of Limerick, everything we're aware of and know that exists. And that started to trend on Twitter. So you had the article removed and you had all these pictures of Limerick trending on Twitter. Unfortunately, what did happen was, you know, some of the the mainstream media did pick up on what was going on and did publish articles about Uh, about it but obviously the tone of the article was how daft it was and 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 you know just nonsense and this guy Stephen McBride uh, he is 
from Dublin and um, I think he's been in the States. It appears as though he's some kind of investor analyst and Forbes, as you say, huge business magazine, but also has a very big website. Um, mm. And he, he came up with this um, craziness. Uh, and, and, you know, to acknowledge, I mean, so many people reacted and so many people were part of this wave, not only of criticism, but as you say, the hashtag Limerick and Proud, which I think was originally coined by Councillor Daniel Butler. I saw him very prominent. I saw um, local ministers, um, Niall Collins and Patrick O'Donovan. I saw Laura Ryan, the head of communications with Limerick City and County Council, leading the charge. You mentioned Petula Martin. I mean, I, I was quite astonished by the fact that uh, we were sitting at home because it was kind of eight, uh, half eight yes. on Friday evening. Wind, wind down time. Yeah, wind down time <laughs> normally. Um, and my other half said to me, look at this. So I took a look at it. And within about five minutes, I got a text from a guy I know in Belfast and his only connections to Limerick is that he visits here from time to time, really enjoys it with his family, loves the place, into his rugby as well. And he said, I, I've just seen this on the Forbes website. So, so it gives you a sense of the traction that it was already getting at that point. And I suppose that's why there was such an effort to get Forbes to realise what a massive, monumental and stupid error had been made here. Mm. And, you know, and how untrue the whole thing was. Um, and, you know, I mean, nobody believes that anywhere in the world is absolutely perfect. But that doesn't mean that Limerick isn't a great place. And the idea that somewhere you can't bring up your kids. And, I mean, he made some nonsensical comment about, you know, German shepherds have to go out in pairs. I mean, just utter, total rubbish. Um, and, and it was fascinating to see the dual reaction, as you say. The people who, frankly, went after Forbes and got him to pull it down pretty quickly. And well, everyone who reacted to it seemed to tag Forbes. So, you know, the Twitter handle for Forbes was definitely very busy on Friday night and they could not miss it. And I suppose that's one of the advantages of social media. You can... Uh, give an immediate reaction and you can actually send the message directly to, you know, the Twitter page of whoever is involved in this. And I suppose it, it was a positive side to social media that we saw. It also seems that the contribution that was made by this guy, Stephen McBride, originally from Dublin, was one that they say failed to meet their editorial standards. But as far as I can gather, it wasn't vetted mm. editorially. He has permission as one of their uh, preferred contributors to put things on this uh, website. Um, they say that anyone who does that gets you know, a strict um, series of instructions as to what they can and can't put. Well, I don't know what happened there. Um, but it wasn't like it went in the magazine and had gone through the full editorial process of sub-editing and editing and, and all of that. It just was up there. They pulled it. They haven't said very much from what I can gather, um, other than that's brief comment. There hasn't been an apology um, as such yet. Um, and it clearly has an impact because if you consider Limerick as just to take one small example, and I could use many of them, but just take one small example that maybe they'd understand in Forbes. It's the European headquarters of Dell. Yes, but the problem is as well that for people who don't know a huge amount of Limerick, who are mm. based out in the US, yeah. who are, you know, very wealthy business people and may even be looking at Ireland to, you know, establish a, a business or a, a branch or whatever. And they're, they're just flicking through, you know, these things like we all consume media and they see this thing about Limerick and these two lads. Oh, isn't it great? Look at these two lads. And then they see this. And it was very concisely there for someone to read. And if you weren't aware of it, you may think twice about, you know, investing in a particular area based on something like that, which would be absolutely 
madness if that happened. And that's the problem because it is the, mm. that kind of a magazine in business circles. Correct. And uh, as you say, people who considering investing, you know, people who do Google searches or, or whatever, as you say, they probably take something they see in Forbes. Now, you would hope, you would hope that if you're serious about it, you're in contact with the IDA, you're in contact with council authorities, you're in contact with the Irish government, you know, if, if you're coming in here as a foreign direct investor, that, you know, you're, you're not going to listen to what Stephen McBride has to say um, on a website um, that you see on a Friday night. But at the same time, you just, it, everything has its impact. What was fantastic was the Limerick and Proud, what was fantastic was, and this is an interesting thing, the number of Limerick people who reacted was one thing. The number of people from outside Limerick with very few connections who positively reacted in terms of how they enjoyed Limerick or their experience here or their time here. And then the people who've come from outside and have established their lives here and have been here for, you know, Graham Burns, for example, who we know well here, involved in business in Limerick for many years. I think he said he's 27 years in Limerick and absolutely loves the place and, and many others too. And sometimes people who move in here are maybe more passionate about... Limerick than some well, of us who are born and bred here. Sides. You yeah. can see both sides because you, you've come from outside and come in. And you might have had a perception coming in too, depending on what time you know you, yeah. you moved here. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it really is madness. Okay, well thank you for that, uh, Anne-Marie. And uh, the Mayor of Limerick City and County Councillor Michael Collins was prominent uh, on all of this over the weekend as well. And he's uh, with us now to reflect a little on it. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, Joe. How are you? So uh, now that Things have cooled a bit. Yes. What are your thoughts about it all? Well, look, uh, I think Anne-Marie had laid it out very clearly there on what happened on Friday evening. I was at home myself uh, getting ready to relax after a busy week's work and uh, I was alerted to this uh, story online uh, by Forbes Business Magazine. And when I read it initially, I, I was uh, taken aback. But then when I read it the second time, I was aghast and shocked. And what should have been a good news story about the Collison brothers and the success of their Stripe company really turned out to be what I would call gutter journalism and an article which was defamatory and damaging to Limerick and very insulting to the Limerick people as well. So um, I, I'm, I'm quite shocked and I'm, I'm still quite shocked at, at the whole thing. But I think at this point, Joe, the fact that the article has been removed and they did make some inroads uh, to, I suppose, detract or, or to take away the article, uh, I still a lot more work has to be done with Forbes. And I, I, I think they have to issue a direct apology to Limerick and the people of Limerick uh, as a result of that article. How can you get in touch uh, with the movers and shakers in Forbes? In the end, Stephen McBride is a contributor and, you know, we're going to get in contact with him and ask him to come on here and apologise if he wishes to do that or explain how he could put every cliche-ridden piece of nonsense that's ever been put together on Limerick in three paragraphs on the Forbes website. But how are you going to move on it? Well, look, uh, Laura Ryan, from our head of our communications in Limerick City County Council, was in fairness to us very, very quick to, to move on the article. Uh, so I, I believe that communication has been made uh, with the Forbes um, company. But, but I mean, so, so far it, they've it, said something that, you know, is almost a non-statement statement um, to the Limerick leader, which basically I, is, or oh, didn't meet her editorial standards, almost sort of, go away and leave us alone. I, I agree, Joe. And look, I'm going to have a meeting with Laura Ryan today and management in Limerick City and County Council. And it's my intention to make direct contact with Forbes magazine. And what I'm thinking is that we, we should invite them to Limerick. We should invite uh, that uh, Stephen McBride to Limerick and sit them down and explain the good news story about Limerick, uh, all the investment that has happened in Limerick over the past 10 years, really since the amalgamation of the two local authorities 
the good work that has happened in those 10 years is now coming to fruition. We have so much to offer Limerick. Uh, all the investment, 160 million from government, from government announced recently in the Urban Regeneration and uh, Development Fund, the Riverfront Project, the Cleave site, the Opera site. We'll tell them about the three colleges we have in Limerick, University of Limerick, LIT and Mary Immaculate College, who produce world-class graduates on an annual basis and are the envy of many cities right throughout the world. Are the Tri Studios, are the world-leading firms here in Limerick in medical devices and, and biopharmacy. And you mentioned the headquarters of, of Dell in Europe as well. So why don't they print that good news story and talk about... But I suppose the question would be, Mayor, you know, is it on the basis of, you know, we don't want to bring Stephen McBride uh, or anyone from Forbes here just to walk around and do nothing about it. Will it be on the basis that they agree that they will prominently print uh, an article that covers all of those things you've just mentioned? Absolutely, Joe. That's that's what we need. We need Forbes magazine to print what's good in Limerick. Uh, And I, I think... Uh, that will be the biggest apology that that they can offer to Limerick about uh, printing the good news story and the true story of Limerick, and that's what we need. So we can turn what was a very, very negative uh, article and story into a very positive vibe for Limerick, and I think that's what we need to do. How do you think we got to a point where somebody would write what Stephen McBride did. I mean, there's a very old saying that if there were an Irishman roasting on a spit, you'd find another Irishman to turn it. And I suppose initially I was surprised to discover that the person concerned was Irish and was from Dublin. And then when I thought about it, I thought, well, how has this slur been perpetuated from Berlin to Botswana to, you know, Baton Rouge over so many years? And the truth is... It's often by other Irish people. I remember being in a bar in New York, not today or yesterday, and the guy behind the bar was from Derry. And the minute he heard we were from Limerick, out he came with the slur I'm not going to repeat. Mm. So clearly it is something that under the surface is continuously perpetuated by mainly Irish people from outside Limerick. I mean, you're not telling me that someone in the middle of Sicily knows about that slur without someone no, I, having told I, them. I've thought about this over, over the weekend and, and look, it's one of two things. It's either that he's got a hidden agenda, which I hope he doesn't, and again, you've you've uh, requested him to come on your show and I hope he does and, and that he can account for himself. But I believe probably just later journalism. I, I, I think he probably... Did, did a Google search and he probably tried to spice up the story by giving... No, but you know, I, I thought about that about too. And, and, that, and, that, and I, I, take, I take that point, Mayor. We're talking to the Mayor of Limerick, uh, Michael Collins. That was maybe part of it. But clearly if he lived in Limerick, and I th- or he lived in Dublin, and I think he did up to maybe his late teens, mm-hmm. you know, it came from somewhere. I mean, he, he must have heard this. You know, why would you just suddenly decide to Google search um, Limerick in that context? Well, look, we've you know we've we've had the shackles of of criminality way in the past, Joe, and and thankfully we've come out the other side of that, and and we've come out in a very very positive way. So maybe it was just him trying to create a sensational story, you know, to create what what he did create. Uh, but thankfully we had the people of Limerick, and as I'm said, the people beyond Limerick, who who came out and trended on Twitter on Friday evening, and. I, I don't know, did you see, Joe, that, that Limerick and Proud was trending above the oh, WHO? Of course I did, yes. I, I, I was watching it so, all weekend, yeah. 
So I, it, it's, it's, it, it was a very proud evening for Limerick to, to come out and stand up against people who, you know, who made an attack on Limerick. Yeah, and, and one other question. Um, you know, we've tried different strategies, as you well know, around this. Um, and you know, we've had a great rebranding of uh, Limerick um, Atlantic Edge European Embrace and, and all of that. But I know sometimes we've looked at it from the point of view of don't react at all, you know. Um, if somebody uh, says something like that about Limerick, let's let's just move on. It, but it, it was definitely it was, the opposite on Friday it was, night. It was too big. It, it was too big not to react to, and I, and I think it was too serious as well. And I know by reacting, and especially trending on Twitter, you know that you're adding to the story, and it, it, it might have created him in 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 sort of a platform. But I think it really backfired. And I I am Limerick and proud, and I'm proud the way people reacted on Friday night. And I think it was the right thing to do. And I think now we can move on to the next level. And maybe have that conversation with Forbes. No, no. The other point is that Limerick um, getting in touch. Obviously, as a city, as a county, we can't actually sue. You can't do that under no, Irish libel laws. No, no, and no, in the US, it's it's much more liberal in terms of what you can say about uh, people, not to mention places. But I am wondering about Limerick on the charge. That's one thing. I saw the um, Irish embassy in Washington getting involved over the weekend, and, and that was welcome. Political forces like yourself. What about the Collisons? They made particular comments which were welcome. But there are two questions, I think. The first one is, can they leverage Forbes? They're multi-billionaires. They're absolutely uh, massively powerful now in the US, not to mention around the world. And secondly, is there an argument around the jobs that they're bringing to Ireland, which so far we understand are all going to Dublin? Well, look, first and foremost, uh, we, we can't level any criticism, criticism against the Collison brothers. Um, no, I'm, I'm not but, suggesting but, that. What no, I'm no, saying I, is... I, I, no, I know you're not, but, yeah. but ju- ju- it's, it's important to say that. I, I think, yes, I, I think the Collison brothers can play a part in this discussion and they can play a part in our discussion with, with Forbes. Uh, and maybe we need to have that meeting with the, the Collison brothers or the representatives uh, and ask them to relook at their model and, and maybe... You know, to relocating to Limerick. So, out of what was a very, very negative uh, news story, I think a lot of positivity could come from that show, and that's what we need to work on this week. And and I know, again, uh, quoting from Laura Ryan in our communications department, that is something that we're going to do, that we're we're going to weigh heavily on what can we now turn this around to and what what Limerick and City and County Council, you know, can can leverage for Limerick people. Because, Mayor, I think one of the interesting things over the weekend was the expat. Limerick community and how it rolled in behind uh, hashtag Limerick and Proud, for example. And again, you wonder, I mean, we've seen examples. Look, there, there are wealthy people in uh, Limerick. You know, the, the most obvious example is the McManus family, but they're not the only example who do a huge amount of work in the Limerick community. Just let me finish the question. Can, can the Collisons look at doing some of that? Is there maybe a foundation that they can uh, set up as a reaction uh, to this in a Limerick context? So the possibilities are, are, are endless, and, and as I say, those discussions can now happen. Uh, but will they happen? Don't... I mean, will you be getting well, in touch with the Collisons I, as no, well? No, as... I will. I, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm having a discussion with Laura Ryan uh, from Limerick City and County Council and Management uh, sometime this morning, and that will form part of, of, our, of our discussions. And you mentioned the McManus um, family. I mean, Limerick and Proud was, was, was trending on Friday. It was also trending on Saturday and Saturday evening when we saw Rachel Blackmore bring home the Intergrand National, uh, on behalf of J.P. McManus. So, again, that put us further on, on the map uh, and the positiveness of Limerick. So, yes, Joe, all those discussions will, will happen today and the days ahead. 
and hopefully we can report back with some good news story from okay. all of this. Well, we'd like to hear from you, obviously, as that uh, develops, because I think this is an opportunity and you have to strike while the iron is hot, Absolutely. as people did Friday evening and across the weekend. But as it is, we have leverage here now, because I think we, Forbes, we, we, Forbes we must be embarrassed by this. They have to be. I mean, a, any serious publication that would yeah, allow uh, that to appear on their website, they must be mortal. I, I, th- I think they would be very Im- embarrassed over the negativity that, that has been levelled at them, and rightly so, uh, from all over the world, not, not just Limerick people in Limerick, Limerick people all over the world and non-Limerick people. So, yeah, they have to be completely mortified, and I think they will, if they're anyway fair, that they will have to right the wrong that was given to Limerick. All right, very good. Well, listen, thank you very much. You were involved in leading the charge along with others over the weekend, and good to talk to you, Limerick's first citizen, Mayor Michael Collins. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.